What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Blackie Cool Podcast, where we talk about comic book and sometimes anime news from the past week on the small and the big screen. I'm your host, Gershon. This is episode 65. Uh, Before we dive in, go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and uh, give the podcast five stars. Rate it. Uh, I guess you could rate it within app so give feedback within app that's greatly appreciated and that helps support the podcast you also can go check me out at blackie cool on youtube blackie cool on instagram blackie cool on twitter and what is this, this new platform rizzle rizzle i'm trying that out see what that's about go check me out on blackie cool rizzle but you also can support blackie cool by checking out our merch we have merch we got shirts y'all <laughs> at teespring uh slash blackie cool check that out if you would like to get a shirt that would be really cool you can also check our patreon see the tiers see if you want to become a patron and all that good stuff but the best way to support black be blackie cool is just sharing the podcast sharing letting people know about it that's an excellent way to support us um yeah so with all that out the way uh, all the intros and that good stuff. Uh, let's dive into this week's podcast, guys. So first up, small screen news. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Hawkeye. Uh, I, th- I also think um, WandaVision and Loki are about to start back filming. I know we've talked about them supposed to be filming like two months ago, but I guess they didn't start. And with Disney had their meeting with their shareholders, telling them about uh, all the money they've lost with the corona, because <laughs> they lost a lot of money. They um, let them know that, yes, we're getting these shows back to filming, getting on top of sets and getting back to what we need to do so we get these shows out. Which is a positive because they do need to get these shows out. Um, so that's interesting. I'm really like, I'm like everybody else. I want to see these Disney Marvel series shows, this next evolution of the MCU per se, and see how it works. So I'm very interested to see what happens with these shows and very interested to see them, see the quality, how they look, um, how's the writing on it, how does it still hold up towards the movies or is going to be um, it's supposed to be so intertwined with the movies that you it's like one to one so that's going to be interesting to see if that still um, is noticeable and if you see any I wouldn't say dip in quality but you see the quality change a bit that's going to be interesting to find out but unfortunately we got a whole bunch of time to wait for that to happen to see one of these shows because they're so far behind from filming like i honestly think they told us one time like here we're real close with when finishing uh falcon so falcon and winter soldier but i think they were really far away so um it's probably gonna be in 2022 to be honest but Seems how things are boiling down to. So we got a long time to wait, guys. Um, in other news, apparently DC Games are making a Suicide Squad movie. They put out a poster and it looked like it was Superman with a target 
Uh, the Suicide Squad target on his head. Some people think it's it could be Bizarro as well. So it, it's anybody guess. So uh, I don't know when this game is supposed to come out. It's very interesting. Um, I don't think there's ever been a Suicide Squad game per se. I, I know those characters have probably been in some games, but I don't think they've ever had their own game. So that would be really interesting. Uh, it's supposed to tie heavily to the movie. So, but then again, you like which movie? Is it the new James Gunn one or is it the David Ayer one? Hmm. Very interesting. I don't, I'm not 100% sure about that. I just seen the words tie into a movie. I didn't think about being more specific and make sure I know which movie. <laughs> but hopefully it's more of the James Gunn one because the other one was, I, it was not a good movie. Let's be honest. It was barely entertaining. It was all over the place. I did like Will Smith as Deadshot. But that's one of his most redeeming qualities. And of course, Harley Quinn, which gave her a spinoff. But, uh, um, so I'm assuming it's going to be after the James Gunn uh, Suicide Squad, which, fingers crossed, it's actually good. Uh, but James Gunn, he's got a pretty decent track record. So there's... Uh, evidence that it should be really good. Um, but yeah, keep a lookout for that if you're interested in that. In other news, the New York Comic Con was like, hey, you know how we had people coming here? Yeah, we're shutting that down. No one's coming. <laughs> They've canceled all physical shows. So they're only doing digital now. So this is going to be the new wave. Um, even after Corona, I can see this being a new wave. Because you can offset a lot of costs doing digital. But I get it. You still want to have some physical shows at times. Because people want to go through and have that experience of being there. But right now, digitally is where you're going to go. So they're doing all their shows digitally this year. Oh, I don't even know when that is coming up. Let me look up right quick. But yeah, how do you guys feel about that? Them doing all their shows digitally. Um... I guess the real test, because we had that one Comic-Con, the San Diego Comic-Con, but I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, I forgot it was that weekend, and I didn't even uh, watch any panels or anything, so that was not a good test, uh, but when is this supposed to happen? This was supposed to be in October, so in October, they're having all... Um, digital shows for their panels and stuff so it's going to be interesting I believe they're going to see how the DC fandom does and take tips from that and adjust and adapt because um, the DC fandom is really going to be the real test how this uh, all digital thing goes and we're really going to be talking about that later in this podcast, so stay tuned for that. Um, but in other news, I guess Walmart is getting into the drive-in game. <laughs> so they're having drive-in movie theaters open up in some of their store parking lots, uh, which is crazy weird. Um, I think it's free. Yeah, it's free. They're going to be showing, like, Black Panther, Ghostbusters, E.T., 
some old and some new movies, I guess. Uh, not that new, but this is going to be weird. It's going to be really weird. I mean, you already get a lot of people coming to Walmart, but now you're trying to get more people coming there and stay there for longer periods of time. I don't know if this is the best idea. I get what they're trying to do, but maybe not right now, Walmart. Maybe don't do this idea right now. But only time will tell if this is a good idea or not. Or I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good. People be doing weird stuff at Walmart. You know, I don't want to call people weird. But people are weird. And they are the weirdest when they go to Walmart. It's just like a, a reason to be weird, weirder when you go to Walmart. So this is going to be really interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to the stories that are going to pop up out of this. Oh, there's going to be so many weird fights. <laughs> weird police calls. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. But in other news, um, James, not James Gunn, Zack Snyder released uh, a redesign of Steppenwolf for his uh, Justice League movie. I saw it wasn't too impressed it, it still looked like gray all over it doesn't pop with any color or something excuse me I, th I would think they were add some color less grays you seen what people kept complaining about in the first Justice League movies that he was all gray and no real life to him Yours is kind of the same thing, but just a little dip, a little different looking. So I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, hopefully it's the first draft and they refine it a little more and do a little more to it for the actual movie. But only time will tell. And I don't know. I I, I want the Zack Snyder's Justice League cut to be good. But in my opinion, I like Justice League. I had fun with Justice League. It was, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but it was entertaining. Um, it was interesting. It was funny at times. It was kind of slow here and there, and it was a weird combination of way they were doing stuff. And yeah, it got really a little too sexual Wonder Woman for no reason at all. Um... But I still had fun with it. I enjoyed a lot of the aspects of it. It was a lot more light and fun than um, Batman vs. Superman, which was depressing and sad and dark. And not in a good way. Uh, but, yes, it definitely could be improved. But I don't think Zack Snyder's vision is going to improve it. I mean, if it does, I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong. But I don't think his vision of way it goes or the way he wants it to go fits with the Justice League in the way you would want it to. Uh, I'm just saying, DC is trying to find their balance and they're having so much trouble at it. They don't want to be comedy, but you have comedic characters. Use that. Lean, lean on that. You have dark characters, use them for dark moments. When you have bright, colorful, comedic characters, and that's their character, 
use that. Don't pull away from it. So, well, only time will tell. We'll have to see. Uh, but the Stefan Will redesign looks terrible. That's just how I feel. <laughs> but in other news, so it was comic free comic book day, and Invincible is doing an animated series. So they put some exclusive looks of the characters, their animated look in these comic books. So we got a couple looks of some of the characters, and it looks is very simplified. So if you've seen the new uh, Spider-Man on Disney Plus, or not Disney Plus, but Disney DC or Disney, what is it? Disney XD, sorry. If you've seen that new Spider-Man, you can see that design is very simplistic and real simple animated design. That's what this looks like, but it still works. It still looks clean. It looks like the characters. It's um, it's pleasing to the eye, and I wouldn't mind watching it. So I'm really interested in still seeing the series. I don't know the comic book. I haven't read the comic book. I'm trying to debate if I should start reading the comic book now before the series comes out. I kind of did something. I didn't do anything similar. I, I watched The Walking Dead first. I watched like the first uh, one, two, I think I watched the first two seasons of The Walking Dead and then I start reading the comic book and you can see the drastic changes between the two, which was really interesting and really cool, but I don't know if I want to do that again. I want to do it that way or if I want to read the comic book first and then watch the show. Let me know. How do you guys feel? What should I do? Hit me up at Blackie Cool on Instagram, Blackie Cool on Twitter, or Blackie Cool Podcast at Gmail. Let me know what you what I should do, or if you read the comic book and you like it, or if you're excited for the animated series. Uh, up next is I watched the first episode of Star Trek's Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm not gonna lie to you, it was fun. It was interesting. It was funny. It was cool. The characters are interesting. Um, I know I probably missed some Star Trek, like, nostalgia stuff or some, like, um, what's it called? Oh, I forgot what you call when you put some, I just blanked out on it. Well, I know I missed some Star Trek stuff, uh, certain names. I'm not that big of a Star Trek fan. I don't go deep into it, so I don't know a lot of stuff. Um, I know stuff here and there. I know they were saying some planets that are familiar to some people. Um, they had, um, I want to say Cleon, 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 I can't say Cleon. <laughs> I can't say Cleon. Um, they had, like, Worf sword thing. That's real cool. They had that. Um, it's very, it feels very like Rick and Morty's stepsister. It really does. Um, at times you feel like it, they're going to pop out of a portal. But then that kind of fades away and then you start to look at its own little charm. Um, I like... I don't know if she's the main character or he's the main character. I assume he's the main character because he's doing a lot of narrating. Uh, I don't know anybody's name. I'm not going to lie to you. But I like the guy that just got the cyborg implant and he went on a date with that one lady and they were like vibing and then he was like how could they do this how did this bypass this thing and that was funny i i'm not gonna lie to you only thing i dislike about the show um only thing i really dislike about the show is that 
one of the main characters, her, spoilers if you haven't watched this, her mother is the captain of the ship and her dad is like uh, an admiral of the, what is the Star Trek thing? I forgot what it's called. D-Space. Nah, I'm not even going to try to figure out. But I don't like that. It's, some people don't know this, but for some reason in most fiction stories, every time there's one black character and then there's another black character, they have to be related. Stop doing that. She didn't have to be related to them. Like, she could have just happened to be another black person. She didn't have to be related to them. That was the only thing I disliked. I'm, that might be a personal thing. But being a black nerd, you kind of notice these things and you see it all the time. You really dislike it. So I hated that part. I mean, it might be funny later on in the future, that being her mother. Um, but I think they, they didn't have to do that. Because no one else is related to somebody in a higher power. And I really dislike that. I really dislike that. So that's going to leave a bad taste in my mouth for the show, but I think I'm going to watch the next episode. I, like I said, I try to give shows three episodes, and for that third episode, I'm not feeling it. I got to drop it. It's got to be dropped. And as of right now, Lower Decks is still on, on deck. Pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, up, up, up next is... So the boys, this is kind of... I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, so I'm going to just say spoilery news. So give skip like 10 seconds or something, um, 10, 30 seconds, whatever. So the boys uh, showed us that they cast Sean Ashman. I want to say Ashman. Ashmore? I think it, may, it might be Ashmore. Sean Ashmore, who played Iceman in X-Men um, in the X-Men franchise. They cast him as Lamplighter in The Boys, who I don't know who he is, but I heard he did some crazy stuff and then he got murdered or something like that because I haven't read the books. I've only watched the show, which, side note, if you haven't watched The Boys Season 1 on Amazon, go watch that. It is amazing. It's really good. A review of it's coming soon for me because I'm getting ready for Season 2, so I'm going to put out a review of Season 1. Hopefully in like a week or two. Don't don't set me to that, but look out for it. But yeah, he's going to be in the show, so that's super interesting. Um, maybe we'll find out why his character, what happened to his character and all that good stuff. So I'm super excited for The Boys Season 2, which is coming September 4th. I thought it was coming August 4th, so I was so upset when I found out it wasn't coming. <laughs> I was so bad. I was so bad. But... Uh, we got like two or three more weeks and then we'll see the show um, side note if you didn't know they changed the way they're going to do the show they're not going to drop all of the episodes at once they're going to drop three episodes and then they're going to do it weekly drop an episode and they're having an after show as well so they're just they're changing this and they're trying to stretch it out which I can understand you got a good show stretch it out a little bit more so that's what they're doing. So guys, be prepared for that. I think I'm going to do like uh, reviews of each episode um, when it comes out if I remember it and I can stay on top of it. So look out for that as well. Um, in other news, this news is kind of hard. It's kind of weird. 
it's it's let's just get to it. They're talking about remaking a French Prince of Bel Air, but they're doing it as a drama, like the OC or nine hundred two one zero something like that nature. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Then again, the original will still be there. But I guess Will Smith is an executive producer on this, too. So uh, I trust him. Uh, but they're shopping it around right now. Uh, I don't know why HBO Max didn't buy it immediately. Uh, you already got the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on your streaming service. You might as well have this uh, new one. I would think that would be a no-brainer, but that's just me. Uh, but apparently, they don't feel it's a no-brainer. So... They're still being shopped around, so we'll see who takes it and where does it end up and where does it live, who gets cast, all this good stuff. So we'll keep an eye up on that. Um, other news, uh, which is the last piece of news I have, and it's 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 some interesting stuff, really interesting stuff. So DC. Universe is gone. <laughs> yes, DC Universe is gone. Warner Brothers has dissolved DC Universe. They say it's a um, they're using this to refocus on HBO Max. So they laid off a lot of people uh, at DC Universe, and that app is just gone. Um, I think what's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. Uh. I forgot his name. He was like um, uh, executive producer for shows, um, a creative uh, producer to you know work on the shows. He actually got demoted to just being like basically like the comic guy to Jim Lee. Jim Lee. He got demoted to being just the comic guy to an extent for shows. Just asking like, hey. This superhero can do this, right? And he can do this, right? You think comic book fans would get mad if we do this with him? That's pretty much his role now, which uh, sucks for him, but at least he's still on. Um, but a lot of people lost their jobs, um, which is really weird. They're doing this DCU, DC fandom thing. And a lot of it, we found out that um, a lot of the panels have already been recorded. <laughs> so these panels are recorded when people had jobs and are happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to laugh, but that is that is so cold-hearted of Warner Brothers to do. Have these people sit here and talk about these shows and working on these shows and how they've been doing it and what they what things you can look forward to from DC and then lay them off like oh wow so they laid off the dc universe app and all the people working on that per se um they also hit their dc comic division so they laid off a lot of their comic creators chiefs editors uh executive editors um they they just cleaned house they cleaned house Oh, wow. So they also, while doing that, they promoted they were going to have three women in, you know, kind of the lead roles at DC Comics. Um, 
So that's going to be very interesting to see what they do, how they do, how they try to get people back into comics and per se. But on top of that, they also, they were talking about laying off the um, DC gaming section. They end up keeping that. So they're still doing gaming because they realize it's a digital platform, digital sales. That's still digital. We could push that. And we can use that to figure out ideas about movies and stuff like that. So, but what they also did with the DC Comics is they're not printing uh, weekly comics anymore. Yes, DC Comics are not printing weekly comics anymore. They're pre keeping that all digital now. Like, they're the first comic publisher per se to do that and they're one of the big twos so um this is gonna send shockwaves through comics um it's 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 a nail in the coffin for comic book stores unfortunately uh so they're not gonna print uh weekly comics but they will still print like novels and um um graphic novels and stuff they're still doing those where you can buy them online or go to a bookstore, per se, because, like I just said, comic book stores might be going by the wayside. I mean, digital is just wiping everything out. We've already seen what it did to uh, music stores. Now it's starting to take aim at Hollywood with movies, and now it's taking aim at comic book stores for comic books, uh, we see what it did to bookstores in general. That's almost been wiped out. So this is just massive. But they they seem to be absorbing DC Universe into HBO Max, and they're probably gonna have like a comic subscription in there to where you can digitally buy comics from HBO Max, just like you did with DC Universe. That would only make sense. And another way they can have all their stuff under one umbrella instead of having all their shows all over the place. Um, that was kind of the downfall with the DC Universe and having an HBO Max. You knew you were doing one or two of these streaming services. At one point, you knew you were doing both of these streaming services. Why would you have competing streaming services with your stuff on it. That, it just made no sense. So I, Once I kind of heard about HBO Max, I knew DC Universe was dead in the water. Um, but they, are, they, they say they're using this to restructure, refocus, um, and put their best foot forward with um, HBO Max and having all their properties under one umbrella, which you should have done in a long, long way. Uh... But it's just wow. <laughs> it's it this is huge, huge for comic books, comic book stores. Um uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see the fallout of this. Uh I feel I feel bad for so many people. Um, for the people that have already lost their jobs and the people that are going to lose not only their jobs but their stores. Some people really took time to make these stores they're gonna lose them um unfortunately because once this 
happens, like really starts happening, they stop making comics for a weekly comics. Other companies are going to start following suit. Um, Marvel's going to do it. Uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, what's it? Independent comic comic books will do it just to go full digital. It saves on you money, saves product, but uh, it's it's uh, it's not going to be good for comic stores, unfortunately. So. Go to them right now while you can. I don't know how long they're going to be here. It's going to be like a blockbuster, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, that's all. Unfortunately, that's all the small screen news. We have to end on a very sad note. <laughs> but that's all the small screen news we have. As always, hit me up if there's something I missed that you want to get my opinions on, my thoughts on. And I'll definitely put it in the next podcast. Alright guys, time for big screen news. First up, John Wick. Yes, we found out that John Wick 4 was supposed to be filming. Coronavirus, as you know, shut that down. Only because Keanu Reeves was still filming uh, Matrix 4? Yeah, Matrix 4. So he had to finish filming Matrix 4 before he can move on to John Wick 4. Um, I think he's still filming Matrix 4 now, or they're, I think they're working on it, because they're in another, uh, country, so I think they're working on it right now. Uh, we found out that John Wick 4, when they resume filming on it, they're also gonna film John Wick 5 at the same time, um, so do it back to back, which makes perfect sense. Uh, so they've already greenlit John Wick 5, that's happening. Um, I assume they already got a story for it if they wouldn't have greenlit it. Well, they might have greenlit it if they didn't have a story for it. But, yeah, they're trying to maximize the time they're going to have with Keanu Reeves. And that's their biggest franchise, I believe, right now. So, yeah. Why not try to put a couple in the can to make sure you got it? Um... I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the biggest John Wick fan. I like I like the first Equalizer. So this is, this is how I do it. This is me, myself. I compare John Wick number one to Equalizer number one. And I believe Equalizer was a better film. Now John Wick 2 to Equalizer 2, I'll give it to John Wick. <laughs> Equalizer 2 was not good. Not good at all. Very weird. I don't understand why they did that. Um, the fact that this was the first time Denzel Washington ever did a sequel, and you gave him a bad sequel, like a very bad sequel. Uh, I don't know if Denzel was trying to put another addition on his house or buy another house. He shouldn't did that movie. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a Denzel fan, but that was not the move. It was not. It was not. It was just bad. Um, it, it didn't feel creative or anything. Uh, sorry. But John Wick 3... John Wick 3 was pretty cool. It, it, it had moments. I loved Holly Berry in it. Um, I'm not too, like, set on this world, uh, per se. 
the characters and stuff. So I don't know. For me, it it is it is. I might check it out as an action movie here and there, but I'm not super geeked that they're doing this. And that's just me though. I'm more interested if Keanu Reeves is going to come back for the Constantine movie they're talking about doing at HBO Max. Yeah, so if you didn't know, they're talking about doing a Constantine movie at HBO Max. Um, they're still kind of trying to work out the deals and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would more be interested in that and seeing a live action Constantine where he interacts with more DC heroes per se and not just like only in the magic world but also DC heroes DC heroes while he's dealing with the magic world and doing his thing that is more interesting to me than necessarily John Wick but that's just my feelings um in other news uh the rock I guess got into something on Twitter with Ryan Reynolds about Green Lantern and the rock told Ryan Reynolds like hey you're probably gonna be Hawkman in the D in um, Dark, not Dark, in Black Adam, uh, his solo DC movie that uh, he is working on. I don't know if this is. I don't know if they were joking per se, or if they were just laying the groundwork for something, because we know uh, Ryan Reynolds has Deadpool at. Marvel slash Fox now, uh, but it seems like Marvel slash Disney, who owns Deadpool now, is kind of dragging their feet on it, which I totally understand. The MCU is not R-rated. Deadpool is 100% R-rated, so to combine those two, it's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a lot. Um... So I can see where he's trying to find another gig, per se. Hey, actor ain't an actor if he ain't working. So to be an actor, you got to act. So um, would I want Ryan Reynolds to be Hawkman? Yeah, I think he could pull it off. I think he could do it. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, What I am interested in seeing what this Black Adam movie is going to be because apparently he's not going to fight Shazam in this first one. His first solo movie, he's not fighting Shazam. I guess in Shazam 2, he will come in and they will fight or something like that. Uh, very interested to see what that's going to be like, uh, uh, to be 100% sure. Uh, but in other news, James Gunn has told us that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on track to start filming when it was supposed to and still hit its release date. So that is some positive news we've gotten from uh, um, these Marvel movies as of late. Besides the set photos we got for Shang Tsu on set for that, or Shang, is it Shang? I'm gonna butcher that. I gotta learn that because we're gonna be talking about that a lot when it comes out. Because I think it's going to be, I think that one's going to be really good. Honestly, I think it's going to be really good. But, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is on track. And, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm interested to see it. I rewatched I re-watch Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
and I forgot how good Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is. It is really good. It is so good. I forgot how good that is. The sequel, not as good. The music, like, for the first one, the the sixth character in that movie, besides, you know, Star-Lord, Gamora, um, uh, I'm blanking on people's name, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and Batista, I can't think of, uh, Drax, there we go. Uh, besides those five characters, the sixth character is the music, and the music hits just right in that movie. Unfortunately, they couldn't do that with the second one. The music doesn't hit like it does in the first one. It doesn't hit those beats that make you just go, woo, and just swim, and just uh, be in the moment of that movie, unfortunately. Um, but I am excited to see what they do in the three, because I believe Thor is supposed to be with them, and there, there's something else that's going on. Well, to see the aftermath of everything after Endgame, seeing how the universe is and how they interact. Now that Gamora is not the same Gamora, but a different Gamora from a different timeline. How she interacts and now that, um, uh, forget her sister's name, it starts with an end. Nebula, how she is now that she is more of... A good person to an extent or at least not feigning for her adopted father's approval and actually become a different character had very deep character growth throughout these movies to see how they interact now on this different path it's going to be interesting and to see more of Groot to see Groot continue growing up and to see what Rocket does now like Rocket is um he's been abandoned by them somewhat because he was left alone they all died he only had he barely even had nebbia he barely talked to her but uh rocket has gone through a lot so hopefully they choose some character development with him see some stuff with him and maybe we go back and see the people that created him that's a storyline would be interesting to see um yeah, super interested to see what they do with Guardians 3. And, of course, James Gunn is coming back to do it, even though he got fired. Then some of the cast was like, I'm not going to work with him. And, no, I'm not going to work without him. And they stood by him. And then Disney was like, you know what, maybe maybe we should let him, let him, let him come back and do that. But before he did that, he said, I'm going to go over here to D.C. and make a movie for them. Like, I'm going to go over to the competition and make a movie. And while I'm making that movie, my old employer called me and was like, hey, you want to come back? Because we, we got you. And he was like, yeah, but let me finish this movie. <laughs> That's crazy. That is bananas that that happened that way. It's still mind-boggling to me. But, yeah, super excited to see that. Glad that they're still on track and should be doing it. But to be honest, we're not even through phase one of this corona, at least in America. So, um all that can change. <laughs> Unfortunately, all that can change. Wear your mask, people. Stay in the house for a little bit. Huh. Trying to make it safe. Um, in other news, I'm not trying to get too political or too masky on this uh, podcast. But I'm thinking about uh, making Blacky Cool masks. Let me know if I should. Uh, <laughs> in other news, Seth Rogen says he wants to focus on 
the teen focus on bringing the teenager part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back into the movies. Um, he doesn't want to neglect the other parts of it, but he feels that the teenager part in recent movies haven't been there. And I can vaguely understand what he means by that. I can, I can get the gist of what he means. Because in the first movie, they did feel more like teenagers with Master, Master Splinter. It was a more of a parent-child uh, relationship. And it, it, it really shone through that too. But then again, in these newer movies, the turtles are playing backseat to humans a lot. So let's, first of all, make sure you don't do that. I'm here to see turtles. I want to see turtles. The movie should start with turtles. Don't start with some human being walking around, April Neil. I don't want to see that. I want you to start with the turtles. Start either at their house, them on a fight, them out just chilling. Start with them. Make You want to have them be more teenagers, do more teenager stuff? Um, only thing is, are you trying to do like 2020 teenager stuff? Because <laughs> that's going to be stupid. Not in a good way. Uh, are they going to be on TikTok? Are, like, are you going to do that? That's going to be weird. Are they going to be Snapchat, Instagram? That is that is really interesting. Like, yeah, that's what I want to know. What are you going to do with this? Like, what about teenagers are you going to pull in to make that uh, relevant today? Are you worried about Because Seth Rogen's, most of his movies are been based on teenagers kind of experience and whatnot and kind of target to them. But this is going to be interesting. Are you going to try to make it more modern day teenagers or just uh, teenagers an idea generally? Uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You do have to have that feel of them being young, immature, but they also still have to be ninjas. Like, I want them to be doing ninja stuff. Like, oh, man. If you ain't got them doing ninja stuff, don't mess with me, Seth Rogen. I like you, but don't mess up my Ninja Turtles. Don't mess up my Ninja Turtles. Secondly, you got to get their personalities right. Oh, you got to get their personalities right. Don't be having them doing stuff that's not in their personalities. Uh, that's just not going to be cool. And then... I heard somebody say, I'm not going to say I heard somebody say, uh, The Daily Planet, check them out. They're on YouTube. They got a podcast. I listen to it every week. Great podcast. I forget their guy's name, um, but it's a, it's, it's a, no, it's not a daily planet. It's a weekly planet. Yeah, the weekly planet. Weekly planet. Go check them out. Uh, the name is on the tip of my tongue. I just can't remember. You know I'm terrible with names. Anyway, they were talking about how they wanted to see the Ninja Turtles go more into outer space and be more of normal considered outer space. So what I mean by that, they were talking about how like on Earth, they're the weird ones. They're the mutants. They're weird. But in outer space, there's other like Tyrannosauruses, aliens, all this other stuff. And they're, they just either fit in or they're more normal than what's out there. And to see that in a live action movie or a live action CG movie would be very interesting. Make it more like one of the episodes of Ninja Turtles. Uh, I mean, but you still have Shredder. That's a, always a good go-to. 
Foot Clan, uh, the Techno Drone. All these things are really go-tos for the Ninja Turtles that Ninja Turtle fans love and want to see. But we also want to see growth in these characters and see them in different um, situations, different uh, locations. Not always necessarily in New York. But you got to have them eat pizza too. So, Oh, it's so difficult. I don't, I don't know... Oh, Seth Rogen, I feel for you, bud. I feel for you. But I think you do it. But if you mess up, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> I love my Ninja Turtles. It is what it is, bro. Uh, but yeah, in other news, Marvel has hired their first female black director. Even though, uh, even their Eva, oh, I hate trying to pronounce her name, um... I always mess it up, and I'm sorry. Cause you're you're a pretty good director, and you've done some good stuff. Uh, Eva Duvernay was uh, I know I butchered her name. She was in talks to Black Panther, but she ended up not doing it. So that would have been their first black female director. But now they've hired a black female director to direct Captain Marvel two. Uh, Nia DaCasta, I'm probably bushing her name too. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. You know I'm terrible at names. Anyway, she is the director of the Candyman movie that's coming out. Um, a lot of people think Jordan Peele did it. He didn't direct it. I think he wrote and produced it. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he produced it. I don't know if he wrote it 100%. But she directed it. And I there was like this weird trailer with these... Um, Shadow things that look really cool. I am not a horror fan, but the, the trailer looked really cool. And apparently she was literally the one involved with that trailer to make that happen. So I'm hearing that the movie is really good, but it's very bloody and slashy. And I am not good with horror movies. I have terrible dreams. I wake up in the middle of the night, can't go back to sleep. That's just a fact. But super excited for her directing. Love this. I am like super excited to see what she does uh, with this movie. And hopefully they give her good material to use. A good storyline. Uh, unique characters. Something that she can like really grow and show her skill with this character and growing. I know this probably helped her. Along with uh, who I know she worked with somebody else that worked with um, Brie Larson, so I know she put a good word in for I think it was um, Tessa Thompson. I think she worked with Tessa Thompson in something, uh, and Tessa could have told Brie and Brie blah blah. Like it's Hollywood is all about who you know and who you might know through a cousin or a friend. <laughs> It's just the way it works. It's just how it is, people. Uh, but, yeah, super interesting. Super interesting to see this happen. And I guess the director of the first Captain Marvel movie, like, welcomed her to the Marvel family and stuff. Was super cool about it, which it's good pub, so might as well do it. Uh, and hopefully it gets you a job in the future. Don't burn bridges, people. Don't burn bridges. You never know when you might have to step on that bridge again. Uh, but yeah, super excited for this. Uh, 
it's 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 bittersweet because hopefully I want her to do well, but she's gonna get criticized out the wazoo of how her film does, from the story to how much money it makes to how it uh, holds up against other Marvel movies. So it is like it's a it's a big chance for her, but it's also a big chance to fail for her. So we're rooting for her. We're rooting for her, hoping for the best. But then again, Marvel does have kind of a a template per se for directors and they kind of know how their movie's supposed to go and you already have developed characters and developed storylines you're adding to. It's basically like a TV show. You're just coming and directing an episode of a TV show. Just having this TV show usually is two hours and 50 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes, and usually costs like $200 million to make and is expected to make a billion dollars. You know, the basics, the norms. Um, But yeah, super excited for her. Congratulations. Looking forward to it. And now I want to know who the villain of this story is going to be to see who Captain Marvel is going against. Um, I had to think about where she was the last time we saw her, that's in-game per se, so she's out in the universe, so hopefully it's a space thing, I don't know, like, that's a good question, do you guys want it to be, you want her to come back to Earth per se, you want it to be a a Earth slash space hopping movie, Uh, where do you want this to be located necessarily, oh, that's also true, oh, I forgot about that, yeah, apparently Captain Marvel 2 is supposed to be dealing with secret invasion, so, if that's the case, it's supposed to be like a small Avengers movie as well. So she's going to get to play with a lot more Marvel superheroes too. Oh, this is going to be crazy. Oh, this is going to be really good. So I'm, I, I just remember that and I'm really excited. At least that's what I heard. So Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel 2 is supposed to be more on Secret Invasion and stuff like that. But it's kind of far away so that might get changed or adjusted throughout the time frame, depending on when things are coming out and what has to get changed. But yeah, if that's it, that's going to be awesome too. Oh, I'm super excited for her. All right, yeah, super excited. Let me know how you guys feel. What do you guys think? Do you think she can do a good job? Do you think uh, Marvel made the right move for this? Let me know. Blackie Cool on Instagram, Blackie Cool on Twitter, or Blackie Cool Podcast at Gmail. So the next bit of news we have is we saw... A slight bit of footage from Black Adam. Um, The Rock tweeted something out about there being footage at DC Fandom about Black Adam. There's going to be like a, I don't know if it's a trailer per se or a teaser trailer of some footage. But he showed a little bit of footage of him standing. It's kind of a silhouette as Black uh, Adam. And then it showed Fandom. Fan, DC Fandom, that's a horrible name. Why did they go with that name? It's such a bad name. Ah, oh, so hard to say. <laughs> DC Fandom and uh, August 22nd. So they're showing some footage there, hopefully. Um, they also came out with the list of celebrities going to be there. It's pretty much everybody has ever been in a DC, a DC movie, a DC, DC TV show, or voice the DC 
character, basically. So it's this this fandom is it's either gonna be just massive or it's gonna just implode in itself. Because at this point, it's so big and so much stuff. Uh, it's a lot of hype. And we got to see how uh, that hype's going to pay off. Really. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, yeah. So that is... Oh, wait. Forgot about this. Almost skipped it. Almost skipped it. That's why I just, I, I've been... I have been starting to uh, number my notes because sometimes I skip stuff. So when I number it, it's easier for me to pay attention to it. But uh, last thing I have on big screen news is uh, ever since Mulan announced it's going to Disney Plus for $39.99. Or is it $29.99? I think it's $29.99. $39.99. Uh, people will really be upset. $39.99. $29.99 on Disney Plus that you unlock if you're a subscriber to it. You have to be a subscriber and then still pay $29.99. Uh, since they announced that, people were upset. Like, people on Twitter, people on Instagram, Facebook, people in Hollywood, other, like, studios are kind of upset. Um, uh, but some people are understandable about it, too. So, after that happened, um, we also found out that Mulan is still going to theaters in other countries where Disney Plus isn't available. So they've already got a green lit at China. They're have theaters set up there. They're going to be in China. They're going to show the movie there. Um, so it's going to not only play in theaters, but also be on Disney Plus video on demand, I guess it would be called. Or Disney Plus Unlockable. Oh, I like that. Disney Plus Unlockable. Yeah, Disney, you use that if you want to. I mean, just send me a check. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, just send me a check. I'll do it again. Just send me a check. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but like I said, after that happened, there was a case where uh, a judge ruled that Studios could own theaters. I guess there's been a rule where studios couldn't own theaters for the longest time. But Netflix ended up buying theaters because theaters wouldn't let them put their movies in theaters for 30 days to, you know, qualify for Oscars and all that stuff. Because um, they were like, hey, we'll put our movie in here for 30 days and then we're going to put it back on our platform. You know, Netflix, the biggest platform that's around right now. Studios like, no, we're not going to do that. They wouldn't do 30 days, but now they're getting down to 12 days and th 17 days um, for movies being in theaters and going to video on demand. But so in in with Netflix buying theaters to show their movies they set a precedent that other movie companies can now benefit from. So the judge ruled that um, since Netflix is somewhat just like movie studios, has makes movies and is showing movies in theaters that they own, other movie theaters can do the same thing. Other movie studio, other studio. Oh, one second, I'm going to get this right. Other movie studios can do the same thing. So she revoked it to where studios 
can buy theaters now. Um, what is this going to do for theaters? It's going to be just like the comic book stores. I, I'm not going to say theaters are going to go away, but they're going to drastically change. Because if you are Disney and you just get told you can buy a theater instead of, you know, giving somebody else that money, you buy the theater, that money stays in-house. You you not only got a new source of revenue, you got a theater. Hopefully you wait till COVID's over so people will go to the movies again. So you play your movie there, then you can decide when or how long you want that movie to play in that theater, and then you could take that to Disney Plus, start charging for there. You can do that. So, um, I can see Disney doing it because I guess they already have one or two theaters. I can see what's another big theater. Netflix is already doing it. Um, Universal. I don't know if Universal would do it. I don't know. I could see them maybe uh, investing in theaters in a different way to get a percentage. I could see that. But Disney definitely doing this to control the movies that they put in theaters and get more of that money for those movies. Um, This is kind of really big. Like, Hollywood movie business has been changing since Corona it has been changing almost every other week something big has come out and it's just rocking it it is just crumbling what it used to be and this whole new thing is growing from the ashes of it and sometimes it's a little unrecognizable and I don't know where it's going to end up in the next four or five years it's going to be interesting to see, and hopefully all these things benefit the consumer, who is me. I'm a consumer. Uh, but, yeah, very interesting to see what happens in Hollywood in the next three, four years. Um, but that's all we have for big screen news. As always, guys, let me know if there was something you wanted me to talk about that I didn't talk about, you want to get my opinion on or my thoughts on, I definitely will put it in the next podcast. Just hit me up at Black Equal on Instagram, Black Equal Twitter, or Black Equal Podcast at Gmail. I want to say thank you guys for stopping by, listening to the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. As always, it's great to have you guys here listening. If you would like to support the podcast financially, you go check us out at uh, at Patreon slash Blackie Cool. Become a patron there. You also can do a one-time donation there. Just learned that, didn't know that, so you could do that if you would. If you like to just do a one-time donation, that'd be great. You also go check us out at Teesprings uh, slash back. Black Key Cool and get a t-shirt. If you get a t-shirt, go ahead and tag me. BCG. No, BGC. It's late and I can't spell. <laughs> BCG84 on your um, post so I can check it out. I'm glad to see that. Uh, we got working on, still working on more designs to put up there. Uh, also, go ahead and subscribe to the Black Key Cool YouTube channel and rate this podcast five stars 
five stars, just do a five star. It's okay, do five stars. I know this is an amazing podcast. You love listening. Five stars is what you do. And you also can do feedback in app, whichever app you're listening to. Listen to the podcast too. You can do it in there. That is greatly appreciated. But if you can't do that financially and all that good stuff, you always just share the podcast. That's a great way to support the podcast and show you like what we're doing over here. But thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys on the next podcast.